0: You could learn a lesson in gratitude.
1: I could thank you for not interfering. As it happens, you are hardly in a position to have anything to say about it. You may join the others belonging to my uncle, and henceforth you may take your orders from him. Your very humble slave, Miss Bishop. What a creature must sit on the throne, who lets a man like you deal out his justice.
2: Hey, Adam, uh, why couldn't the pirates play cards? Because he kept stealing all the diamonds. Oh, that's that's actually a very good answer. No, because <laughs> the captain was stood on the deck. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you want another one? Uh, no. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course Hello I Hello and Go welcome on. to of all course. the best lines. No, come okay, on. Okay, fair enough. Um, my
3: swash. Give me another one. Come on.
2: All right. Okay. Why does it take pirates so long to learn the alphabet?
3: Because they keep getting stuck on... Am I right?
2: Again, another great answer. But no, <laughs> it's because they spend. It's because they spend years at sea. What? <laughs> Very <good. laughs> Jesus You've Christ. given two wonderful answers that I wasn't <laughs> expecting. So, fair play to you. Wow! My word,
3: that's a lifetime of uh, getting all my sense of humour from the inside of Christmas crackers.
2: Well, yeah. I ju- I just thought you know we'd we'd start off. Uh, well, yeah. Welcome to all the best lines. I thought we'd I thought we'd start off with a laugh there, Adam. You know, and, and it worked as well. Apart well apart from you cradling your head in your hands in shame, it started off really well. <laughs> it did. It was definitely worth it So thank you. My <laughs> 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 oh, I just I just wondered how many sort of pirate jokes and, and puns that will just fly our way during this during this episode. I think it's unavoidable, really. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, because we, uh, we'll be you know we'll be in like Flynn on all of them. Hey!
3: <laughs> <laughs> what's the pirate equivalent of what is it?
2: Well, no, that is it,
3: isn't
2: it? I think that. They don't, they don't have I, a drum kit
3: on board. What are you talking about? There must be some kind of I, I, trademark pirate noise that's the same as there, <laughs> there There
2: is there is method to my madness behind saying that. Is mm. that if you the, the famous uh, GIF of the monkey doing the "dum" is from uh, the Pirates animated movie. So I'm I'm sticking with that.
3: Okay, fine. You, you'd know yeah. you're you're the person um, who went to see it in the cinema. <laughs> it was you. I love that movie. <laughs>
2: I love that movie. I'm not going to apologize for it. it it's a wonderful film with Hugh, Hugh Grant as the, uh, the the pirate captain. He's, mm. he's, he's awesome.
3: Yeah, I suffered um, through that when um, my children were young. I remember
2: Suffered? Yes. Wonderful. How dare you? But there we go. <laughs> and, and at least we're not reviewing that today because that could have a very different outcome than uh, what we are reviewing. Uh, anyway, let's get this out of the way quickly. How are you?
3: <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> yeah how are you i haven't even, seen you for months
2: smoky how are you no i'm good even though we've been on for 41 minutes having a chat <laughs> we
0: um I,
2: i'm i am very well i am very well so we're coming off the back of our <laughs> thank you for putting that part on the screen there my friend yeah can you, can you make it stop now no thank you right um uh, we have say yes, coming off the back of the Curse of the Demon uh, mm-hmm. episode or Night of the Demon, whichever you wish, uh, which has been very well received by people and people seem to enjoy it. Um, it was a hell of a lot of fun, and um, yeah, we must thank Ben and Care for coming on and joining us. Yeah, Hopefully thanks guys. Again sometime.
3: Yeah, it's like a class reunion. I don't mean school really class. Was. I mean it's just that we're all pure class. So class reunion. exactly.
2: Yes. I I like the way you think. Yeah. Um, we also should mention uh, that we're coming off the back uh, last weekend uh, of time of recording of your uh, your latest film festival that oh, you yeah. curated um, <clears throat> and probably went went blind for a day or so afterwards.
3: The last film festival, I think it was 11 films per day. And I said to myself this time, it was too much last time, because when you've watched six films in a row and you're like, oh, I wonder how many are left, and it's five PM, and you look, and you've got like eight hours left,
0: <laughs> and you're like,
3: oh god, it was that was a real grind. I mean, it was fun to hang out with people all day and watch films, but no, no one's built to watch films that anyway. anyway so I thought we'll make it sort of seven per day this time, and they were all great choices, and the patrons helped yeah. me pick them. Did you get to see the silent movies?
2: Uh, I saw The Cat and the Canary mm. um, on the uh, on the on the first day on the Saturday, uh, which mm. which was incredible by the way what what a
3: bloody film that was i was so surprised because i hadn't seen that and i was like shall i watch this no i'm gonna wait put it into a film festival so um i've heard it's brilliant and i really want to see it and it was such a great crowd to watch it with and oh my god that film it's beautiful to watch even the intertitles were dazzlingly done it was all animated and it was just such a great 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 film and there were so many films throughout the weekend and everyone turned up and hundreds of people came and it was fantastic yes it was great really good weekend and it was just a, just the right length, well, I think.
2: Uh, absolutely, yeah, I I, I can't disagree. Um, but I mean, while we're here, and and um, we we are just mentioning it, uh, let me just pull up my uh, my little list here because obviously I make a note of everything I watch. Let's pimp it a little bit. So, the Cat and the Canary uh, mm. from nineteen twenty seven. Yeah. Um, so if people haven't seen it, they should. Uh, mm. It is in Adam's library. I'm saying yeah.
3: Yep, yep. If you're a yep. patron, so, it's so, in the library now.
2: Yep, yeah, patron of Out of I Movie History. It's not this show. Uh, we're never going to charge for this crap. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to uh, go check that out, it is highly recommended. My personal uh, favourite, I, I have to say, uh, judging by my ratings on my little list, uh, was 1944's The Suspect. I thought you I thought were going to say was The absolutely Suspect. Absolutely wonderful. Mm,
3: it's a fantastic film, isn't it? Yeah.
2: I I adored it. Uh, what a What a great film.
3: Yes. Mm,
2: um, yeah. In fact, I'm not guessing. I was about to say I guess, but no, I'm guaranteeing that's going to end up on this show at some point. I think oh, yeah. it deserves discussion here.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's a fantastic yeah. film. Um, For those just, of you who haven't seen it, it's yeah. Charles Lawton mm-hmm. plays a henpecked husband who's in a loveless marriage to a real shrew, um, and she's It's you know, a great story, isn't it, really? Yeah, basically. He meets Ella Raines, and they kind of fall in love, and then one night his wife well, dies. Well, of course he was, yeah, who wouldn't? But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, one night his wife dies, and then this detective shows up, played by Stanley Bridges, who's always fantastic and everything, and yeah, there's great. sort of a cat and mouse game between them both. He's trying to get Charles Lawton to admit that he killed his wife. Charles Lawton's like, no, I didn't. I'm just trying to find love. And it's, what I like about it is the ambiguity. Now, I know that the mm. final sort of two minutes of the film, you do get a kind of reveal but it's never confirmed. It's like, do you? Yeah, it's yeah. never confirmed, and I really like that about it because there were so many people given to make make it all explicit, make it really clear that he's going to be punished or he definitely did it and all this kind of thing because of the code, obviously. But with that film, of course, there were so many things left up in the air. Did he do it? I mean, it's hinted at, and it's certainly the ending would suggest that he did, but it, you don't ever find out. It's, it's really good. It's fantastic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that that uh, apart from the cat and canary, that that. That was my uh, film of the weekend, but there was just so many good ones. I d- I didn't get to stay for the entire time, unfortunately. Um, I did uh, sleep in qu- quote unquote during the uh, whenever the musical films were on. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> hey ho, <laughs> good.
3: I'm glad you came. It's good fun to see you. And Kev came, and I loved Ben it. came, uh, and yeah, Rob was there, and I mean, five hundred eight the whole uh, over the two days so it was like crazy really I mean you know mm. there's was a lot of films anyway I think there's like 14 films there it was really great good fun. And everyone was great fun and the rooms were packed and it was just really good and everyone was really into it so yeah it's been great yeah yeah
2: Yeah, it's always a very good atmosphere. So if if you're out there listening and you aren't a patron uh, of Adam's, get on it now and uh, (laughs) join in for... You've got a year to join in the next one, but we have film clubs every Sunday. So uh, join in on those and they're a hell of a lot of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I wanted to touch on that because it was such good fun. Thank you. Yeah. No. Oh, no, no. And and well done to you. I don't think you you get enough praise for that because... I mean, that's that's a long couple of days for you, pal. <laughs> well,
3: thank you very much. And talking of screenings, you're doing some Hammer screenings mm. as well, aren't you, soon?
2: Yes, that's true. Yeah, uh, we do, uh, for the House of Hammer, we do uh, film screenings uh, once, just uh, once a month. And, um, yeah, uh, the next one, uh, sadly, the time of recording is tomorrow, so none of you will have heard this. Mm. Um, before we move on to today's film, um, a couple of the usual uh, notice board items. We have had an email. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, uh, as I said, it's a very brief one, but I think it bears uh, repeating just because I really like it. Um, this was in regards to uh, when we thought the show was ending, then we decided to keep it going. So uh, this is from a little while ago, but I did want to to, uh, to read this out on the show. Um, this is from uh, Kevin Whitcomb, who has corresponded with us before, so thank you, Kevin. But uh, <laughs> Kevin, I just I just like the the. The brevity of this um, of this email and um, and and the spirit in which it was written, because uh, it starts "you," <laughs> b- <laughs> so Gavin, that's a great way to start. <laughs> he, he says "you." B- was devastated to hear you were finishing one of my favourite podcasts and then while listening to the podcast in the toilet, you drop the bombshell that you're keeping it going. Don't do this again, chaps.
3: (laughs) Well, okay, I've got something to tell you.
2: But thank you, Kevin. I did respond that, you know, if you're going to drop a bombshell, a toilet is probably the best place to do it, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's half the work done for you. Well, you'd like to think so. You're all primed and ready to go, aren't you? So, well, depending, you on, go. But, depending on why you now, went in, there, of course. Well, this is true. This I is mean, very true. If you were having a number one and we called you to do a number two, then
2: apologies. <laughs> <laughs> You can send your laundry bill courtesy to A Roach PO box no. <laughs> okay. Um, ben Taylor but Smith. that was it. But yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> can you imagine? Um so uh so we only had one email, but we have had um <laughs> we have had a five star rating and review on the old uh, Apple podcast. Oh lovely. Um I like those. Yeah. Yeah, we do, we do. But I, I, I just wanted a, a little bit of assistance on the uh, actual review of the show, if you'll indulge me. Okay. Um, so this is from John Deere Spoker Model D. Okay, okay. John.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And John says, wrap your head around this one. John says, the fact that you're reading this is an indication you might more than interested. Admit it. Stop denying your true self. You'll find more friends than you expected.
3: It's not a lie, is
2: it? I, I don't know what to do with that. I'm, I'm going to say thank you. What? Because it's a five-star review.
3: Well, I think the the general message was supposed to be, if you're here reading this, then get in and subscribe to the show. So thank you very much. Um, And what was the second part again? Uh,
2: st- Yeah, stop denying your true self. You'll find more friends than you expected.
3: I mean, can't deny that. You know, I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a human truth. So, yeah, Stop I do okay. ever get human truths in iTunes reviews. So now we nope. have. No, nope. Okay, a problem. well, it's a problem. there you go. Thank you, John Deerspoke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that's very <laughs> kind of you for the for five-star rating.
3: Thank you. <laughs> well, I very much appreciate yes, you taking the lovely. time. Bless your heart. Thank you very we much. Do. We do. We absolutely do. May I just say... Smokey never denies his true self Which is why he's got no friends <laughs>
2: I wondered for a second Where you were going with that And then I thought oh no <laughs> It was just that split second Where I thought oh <laughs> I'm sorry I'm only joking of course It's absolutely fine my friend <laughs> Oh <laughs> dearie babe. Right, come on, let's talk about film. So, last time out, I last time out, Sorry. I asked you. It's because for... you're
3: smiling, and it, your cheeky little smile always always puts a little song in my heart. Come on, there he is. I'm trying.
2: I'm i always trying to try to be professional, and it always fails. I'm
3: sending you a love.
2: Heart. Oh dear. Uh, you are and i and i appreciate them thank you um so last time out i asked you for a drama and you came back with uh, captain blood
3: Um, (laughs) sorry for bending the rules there by the way i just really wanted to talk about Uh, captain blood <clears throat> don't, don't get me wrong, it is a drama uh, It's dramatic it's not
2: in the, yeah, Yes, <laughs> uh, that's a better way of putting it It is dramatic um, So yeah, as you said, you, you had been watching it at the time, So it was, was that really the only reason You picked Captain Pluck? <laughs>
3: yeah, I, like, I hope he says something I can twist into Captain Pluck So I just watched it and it's fantastic So, um, And you went, a drama I was like,
2: mm, yeah, I guess you can <laughs> I'd say you mean, in Half hour, 40 minutes It's very much a drama
3: yeah, I mean, it's an action drama. It's, dr- it's a, dr- a very dramatic film. Let's Just say that. Yeah, it's got, it's got moments of drama.
2: <laughs> okay, well, we'll, gi- we'll give us a little bit, of, a little bit of your your history with Captain Blood because I- I'd seen this once before, but I think it was at a, a, one of your uh, film clubs. Um, uh, so yeah, give us a little bit of your history with, uh, well,
3: with Mr. Blood. I'm not a fan of uh, pirate films in general, to be honest. I uh, I don't mm. really. <laughs> I think there was just have just been a lot of bad ones. I think, you know, when I was growing up, it was Cutthroat Island and things like that, and it was just all a bit twee. Sure. And even Peter Pan, I'm not a massive fan of Peter Pan. I find it's, I, I think for generations gone by, maybe it was a really exciting thing to to be a pirate and jump on a ship and to fight. It's one of those things that I think belongs to a generation that's not here anymore. You know, that kind of adventure and boy's own, let's go fighting. Fetish. You know, let's take our rifles and go off to war and things like that because it's an adventure, boys. Yeah. I don't think that sort of um, generation is around anymore. I think there's a... we've moved on in terms of you know what boys want as a you know, yes a, a, as you know, a kind of fantasy adventure kind of thing. So pirates and that yeah. have always seemed a little bit twee to me, a little bit like oh yeah pirates. I remember this being one of the first <laughs> films we used to have TCM in our house and it used to be good. Now it's UK TCM, so it's basically just rubbish um, compared to American <laughs> TCM, which is fantastic, and they get everything on there. But I remember setting my. Uh, video to record just ed- anything that was 30s and 40s when I was getting into all films and this is one of the films that mm-hmm. um, I didn't know what it was about I just saw Captain Bird and I was like oh it sounds interesting so I recorded it and then I found out it's a pirate film and I didn't watch it for ages I was like oh, Lord, I just don't, I don't really like Peter <laughs> Pan uh, like a moaning old <laughs> <laughs> And then one day, I, I think, I oh, you know, I had a few beers or something, and I was just flicking through, and I was like, oh, I had that film to watch, I'll just watch it now, because I can fall asleep to it. And I, I plonked it on, and I was instantly captivated, and I loved the pageantry of it, and I thought the just the whole thing, the, the size of it, I mean... There's one of these tropes you get in old films where you can tell they're models. You know, like even in Hitchcock's yeah. British films, you can see in the beginning of The Lady Vanishes, there's this model shot where it's a town and there's a train that's covered in snow. And you see this cargo like that. And because it jerks across the screen, you're like, oh, the whole thing's a model. It's really rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> with, this, model. <laughs> with this, they have full-size galleons actually firing. Actual cannons and actually sinking each other off the California coast—it's
2: massive. There are some model shots in there.
3: There are, I mean, there are a couple, yeah. But I mean, there's, there's a bit at the end where one galleon is sinking another, and it's. It's ripping into it so much. you go, going, Jesus. You can't believe Jack Warner said, <laughs> yeah, sure. Here's a million pounds to build a boat. That you can then burn and sink to the bottom. Of the sea. I'm glad
2: you mentioned Jack. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. Jack because I want to bring him up in a little bit. So, okay. You know.
3: But anyway, I've just always found this film to be the height of escapism. I think it's great fun. Um, it's one of those male fantasy. I totally get that, but it's one of those ones that it's kind of okay because he's honorable And it's got Mm -hmm. Basil Rathbone in it, and hes I watch him in anything. (laughs) And it's a film I can sort of stick on. I wouldn't say I watch it all the time, but I watch it probably Mm. once a year. And I think, oh, I'll have a bit of Captain Blood while I'm making Sunday lunch. Yeah, it's a great, (laughs) fun film, and it's full of people I love as well. You know, Errol Flynn, Olivia de Havilland, Lionel Atwill, Basil Rathbun, Guy Kibby, all the Warner Brothers faces you love to learn. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I tell you, it will never change. It really will. No matter how long we do this show for, it will never stop being one of my most favourite things. Is just pressing you on the head and go, go, and you just go, and I just, I just love watching it <laughs> happen. You do it with Val Luton. you do it with Cary Grant, you do it with Hitchcock—just go, <laughs> off you go, and I just, I just love watching it. Oh. It's Thanks. wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's 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 my it, no, it is my pleasure. I absolutely adore it. Um, so as I say, this was my my second viewing for Captain Blood, and I, I do remember enjoying it. Um, but watching it with more of a critical eye this time, I, I did enjoy it again. I did. A um, couple of issues with it, obviously, but um, you know, nothing terrible. Don't kill your
3: desk just because I said that. No, no, and, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get. A- what looks like a marmite stain off my shift key.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
3: go on, I'm has, has, <laughs> has,
2: has, has Boris been sat on your keyboard again?
3: <laughs> Maybe we're a fell asleep Deary on it. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
2: But it's, I mean, it's it, uh, and it it's a cliche, isn't it? It's that they don't make films like this anymore. I mean, mm. you know, what could, what could you go back to? That That's anywhere near recent, the goonies, maybe that you could yeah. even level I mean, level even, at something boy's own adventure type thing,
3: even the pirates of the Caribbean films don't have the charm of this, they're too sort no. of you know they're too they're all too busy elbowing you in the ribs and going,', oh, aren't we clever and then here's some CGI. Look at me, I'll be funny. Uh, and it's yeah. just a bit... Uh, uh, I couldn't stand those films. I just thought they were really naff. But this is kind of just... I don't know. It's its shiny and it's beautiful and it's got a good heart. And it's Michael Curtiz. Mm. Yeah, anyway, sorry.
2: Yeah, no. It, um, just going back to what you said earlier, which uh, reminded me... Of, but just because your um, your Bullets and blood uh, series has just been re-released and... Um, the scene where Errol Flynn just kind of doesn't give a shit about who Jack Warner is, and kind of bear hugs him and hits him, and mm. just sort of he's banding out and and I'd listened to that, I'd listened to that episode before I rewatched this film, and mm. it gave me a different perspective of Errol Flynn. It was sort of like he did not care. It was just sort of like he's Errol Flynn, so it's like <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, but it is really surprising when you. When you know, I mean, what? what how would this happen today? That you've got this big budget? Um, bl- uh, I'm mean, obviously the term didn't bl- uh wasn't around then, but this is a blockbuster
3: oh, type 100% movie, hundred percent blockbuster. Yeah.
2: And Errol Flynn was a unknown,
3: yeah. And so, it, what that would not happen today. Yeah, I know it's incredible, really. And Olivia Haviland as well. Not like I mean, she was popular, but not she wasn't a list. She was, you know, very yeah. much an uh, ingenue, still, I think she was 19, maybe 18. She, she, she was, yeah, 19. Um, yeah. So she was still, like, finding her feet, and there she is thrust into the the top earners, the, you know, the, the, the Hollywood gods all of a sudden, yeah. and everyone in this film as well. I mean, if you look at the talent, Lionel Atwell, king of universal horror, Basil Rathbone, yep. I mean, you still can't say enough about him. Guy Kibby, one of the most reliable... This film's just packed. It's like they packed all the talent in Warner Brothers, this thing, sat them on ships, made them fire cannons at each other and then said, oh, by the way, here's a new stuff. And this guy swings on and everyone just goes, <laughs> okay, because he's cool.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> he really I, is. I
2: saw our... I saw our mutual friend uh, Chris on on Twitter uh, this week saying it's so mm. rare to watch a film when you can see a star being born in front of your eyes, and that's exactly oh, yeah. what you can see with Aaron Flynn. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll come on to ba- uh, Basil Rathbone in just a bit because that <laughs> accent demands to be talked about. Um, but there's uh, someone else who I thought was absolutely wonderful is, is Donald Meek. Mm. I thought he's possibly he's one of the standouts in this. I thought he was absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah,
2: he's um, great. I, I, granted i did get him confused uh, you're going to have to help, help me out here because i didn't read up on this but he got he, i um i got confused with him and uh the guy in uh, matter of life and death uh who also has quite a big nose forgive me but um yeah who's uh, on the um Uh, the judging panel in heaven. uh, I just got flashes of him. Thank you. I just got flashes of him every time. And I was sort of like, they are quite similar, but that's just my uh, naivety. Um, But um, yes, it's an amazing cast. Um, uh, So, I mean, should we, should we go through the plot? I mean, we should really, shouldn't we? Yeah, go for it. So we're in the the 1680s, aren't we? At this time period. Mm -hmm. And, um, so there's obviously uh, there's a bit of a revolution going on. Mm, yeah, the uh, Monmouth people, Rebellion. People with the, yeah. yeah, people people with the king and people against the king.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, Captain Blood is, at the beginning, is Doctor Blood, isn't he?
1: By Jeremy Pitt, isn't it? Your friend, Lord Gildoy, wounded at Andrew Bain's farm by the river. Rash fool. He's sent me for you. There's no time to lose. i to be sure. I'll lose now. Nor my head either. Come in and regain yours when I get my thing. I'll wait here. As you please.
2: By the way, I wouldn't want to go see a doctor called Dr. Blood, would you? No, not really.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell whether he's pro-blood or anti-blood from that name.
2: <laughs> this is, that's actually a very good point. Does he want to stop the flow of blood or does he want to let it continue? Because actually, in the film, he does both. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he does. He spills he a does. lot. <laughs> yeah. All over the place.
2: He does, uh, but but then he does heal people. So it, yin it and yang, isn't it? He puts it back so, in. You know.
3: know, fair play to him. <laughs> 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 and the blood too. <laughs> hey, he was in like Flynn, right? Anyway, so yeah, it's King James II. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, by the way, by the way, I, let me just let me just stop you right there. Let me just mm. right. So, being my usual self, um, I ended up doing quite a bit of reading about this film for a reason that I will come to later on because it's the most spurious of reasons. But um, yeah, uh, I I actually found out why the term In Like Flynn exists. I never knew that. before. Holy
3: crap. I don't think we'll go into that here. Nah, let's not go into that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone can (laughs) look that up. (laughs) They can. My word. Um, So James II is on the throne, and he's not very popular with the people. So Monmouth mounts a rebellion, and he asks the country to join him. They're going to overthrow the crown. Um, And so the Monmouth rebellion, and it really happened... Happened, And uh, all the rebels are being rounded up and chipped off to court. And one of them has been mortally wounded. And uh, Peter Blood, a doctor, is summoned to his aid and asked to help him. And, of course, because he's a doctor, he will help anyone. So off he rides in the middle of the night to help. And as he's healing this guy, uh, the soldiers walk in and they come to arrest the, the wounded man. But they also arrest Peter Blood yeah. for aiding and abetting. Uh, criminal so he finds himself in court with the rebels and he declares that i'm not part of the rebellion but i'm very very pissed off the fact that i've been arrested peter blood
1: guilty or not guilty it's entirely innocent i am take the stand and face his lodge are you guilty or not guilty you must use the right words words is it oh not guilty and speaking of words, I'd like to say a few about the injustice of keeping an innocent man locked up for three months. In such filth and heat and ill feeding, that my chief regret is I didn't try to pull down the filthy fellow that sits on the throne. Silence! Are you entirely ignorant of the proper procedure of the court? Most happily ignorant up to now. I could gladly have done without this acquaintance.
3: I only wish I bloody had tried to overthrow the king now, because then I, at least I'd be <laughs> here for a reason. Um, and for yeah, his uh, defiance, he is shipped off to Port Royal, along with the other guys, to be slaves. And that's basically how the exotic part of the story starts. He becomes a, a slave. Do you want to talk about the uh, the moment where he's bought? It's quite important.
2: Absolutely. I mean, to, let, let's put it this way. If you're going to be bought by anyone, you, you, get, you want to get bought by Olivia de Havilland, don't you? So, you mm. know, I'd, I'd be quite happy with that situation.
1: Ten pounds. It's apparent Miss Bishop wants him more than I do. Sold to Miss Arabella Bishop for £10. Sold to Miss Arabella
3: Bishop for £10. Five pounds. Sold! For a tenner as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to put a
2: bit more tenor. worth on myself, but, you know, it, this is a long time ago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: £10. Pound, I don't Rural think I can come out more than a tenner now. <laughs> <laughs> ten quid <laughs> and a curly-whirly. I think that would be my, my price. <laughs> but... um yeah no I mean it's beautiful isn't it yeah so he, he obviously he stands up to the sort of the the, the slave buyer doesn't he he's mm. he's not he's not playing by the rules and he's going to get sent away to be hung and Olivia de Havilland steps in and buys him
0: mm. which she is likes uh, it's caristic. kind of the,
2: she does she does and and then she's also obviously somewhat captivated him but obviously you've got the the social strata being there as well that you know she she can't love him because he's a slave and he can't like her because she's a member of the aristocracy mm-hmm. and so obviously that's a great setup I mean th- the whole thing about this film is that it's a it's a, a a conglomerate of great setups for things that are going to happen further down the line mm-hmm. I mean that's what a, a great film should do um the, the only issue I had with this part of the film is that it takes a long time um to to mm-hmm. get a point across that could have been done in a lot in, in a fraction of it um and so yeah so in the during the course of my reading up on this is that the original version that got released was 99 minutes long mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until many years later that the near uh, 2 hours uh, long version got released um i'm going to lay my cards on the table and say i would have preferred the 99 minute version
0: okay
2: the, this this film this film is a little too long for my liking See, there, I would have
3: preferred the 99-hour version.
2: I know you would, I know. <laughs> but I've got to be honest, I've got to be honest. Don't get me wrong, this is not, you know, I'm not going to give this a bad score at all, but for me, it, it, this could have been such a, a real quick, punchy swashbuckler, and it's a longer, drawn-out swashbuckler at the end of it for me. But that's just, my, of course, just my personal opinion. Hmm
3: that's weird um, well no, it's not it's not weird I'm sure. <laughs> that's weird <laughs> anyway, it's hard to feel like, but honestly watching this film I've never ever thought god this is long um, no never yeah, yeah. but I, you know I think we yeah, probably just, just have different sensibilities it doesn't matter
2: we do we do and uh, yeah it just it's just dragged a little for me at the start and then towards the end as well which we'll come on to but um, yeah I think I think an hour and 40 minutes that's good that's good you know you do it you you go through you go through the the doctor and the slavery bit at the start. You go through the um, the sort of the subterfuge and getting his gang together in the middle. And then you get the the Rathbone bit in the start of the third act. Then you get the big battle at the end of the third act. That's that's a good four part structure for a hundred. Uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, an hour and forty long uh, minute movie. I think I think that's good. But that's again that's just my personal thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, what happens is that uh, because he's a doctor, uh, the doctors on the island of Port Royal have been serving the governor and oh. seeing to his gout. And Donald Mink's one of the doctors. They're such assholes. Yes. Um, so he um, he uh, ingratiates himself with the governor and takes over as mm. his personal physician. Yeah, but still remains a slave. Like he has to go back to the encampment at night, and while he's there. Yeah. He's plotting escape. He, what, he, what he wants to do is get all the other slaves, all his mates, and they're going to see to it that they can purchase a ship with some stolen money that he gets from the other doctors. For it's 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 a quite good setup. He he sort of says to the other doctors, exactly. "Look, I will escape, and you can have the governor back if you give me a load of money."
1: I know two Christian gentlemen when I see them. Two men whose hearts are bleeding for a brother doctor in distress, but it's too much to ask. Too noble a gesture to hope. On. No, 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 my good man, not at all. But who would buy the boat? We would not dare, and you, a slave, <laughs> you could not. True, that would be my part to find someone—a man as eager to escape as I, a man held here for death's sake. That is a bargain, gentlemen. You've opened for me the gates of hope. My dear colleague, Jeff. Now we have him. We've only to get him involved and reveal his plan, or oh, he'll steal very little of our business when he's in iron. Gentlemen.
0: Oh. <laughs> Wait, there's well, one well.
1: thing <laughs> slipped my mind entirely. Simple-minded men might think this an opportunity for trickery. But brilliant men like yourselves will remember in what favor I stand with the governor, in contrast to some others. And how little their words would weigh against mine. Hi ho for the governor's foot. Say, gentlemen.
3: So they're like, okay, great. So they give him a load of money. He's sort of passing it to a guy to buy a ship. And they're just about to make their big escape and go when all of a sudden Port Royal is attacked by the Spanish.
1: Facts are so often dull and deplorable. Nevertheless, at the risk of boring you, it is my painful duty to inform you that 250 of my men are now complete masters of the town of Port Royal. Your most worthy islanders have been disarmed. And your city is now absolutely in the hands of the forces of his majesty, King Philip of Spain.
3: So while this attack is happening, Peter Blood and his crew, who are trying to get out anyway, they and their mm-hmm. ship was sunk by the Spanish, by the way. So what they do is they swim out to the Spanish galleon that's sitting in the harbour, and they overrun it. They take over it. And then they use the Spanish's guns against the returning Spanish as they come back on their rowboats, wipe out all the Spanish, basically. So the baddie of the piece, who is Colonel Bishop, who was the slave owner, he takes a little rowboat out there to say thank you to the brave men who did this, gets on board and finds out they're all his slaves.
1: Welcome aboard the Cinco Lagos, Colonel Darlin. You? Was it Peter Blood? Was it you then who took this ship and turned defeat into victory? Myself it was. Myself and these my friends and uh, your friends. Yeah. It was heroic. Heroic, is it? <laughs> and it was epic. <laughs> you amaze me. On my soul, you deserve well. You all deserve well. And you shall find me grateful. How grateful? Why, I shall ask His Excellency to write home to the King an account of your exploit. And perhaps some portion of your sentences should be remitted. That's just about what we expected from you. Now, Wolf. Colonel Bishop has a kind heart. But what kind, I'd hate to say. What is this? Why, Colonel Darling, such unusual generosity from you must be making you feel unwell. Now, as your physician, I'd prescribe a bit of neck stretching. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. We shouldn't hang this man. No! No! hang <laughs> him over the end of a gun Now I'll scatter his innards all over the sugarcane field you wasting words I say hang him
3: so they're like well hmm. screw you Colonel Bishop they yeah, throw him aboard the and then they take to the seas and they form this brotherhood <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's when the old pirating begins.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I love that scene, though, when he's sort of doing that, because he knows he's in the s**t. I mean, <laughs> he stood on a boat full of slaves who are now technically pirates. And he's sort of like, well, I can get you some time off. And then they're going, right, we'll hang him. And they go, no, 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 right, hang on. Let's just strap him to a cannon and explode his innards <laughs> everywhere. No, 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 let's just throw him overboard. And it's like, it's this so conventional just discussion about how should we just kill him? And it was, <laughs> I love that. It's brilliant, and, and very telling. They include almost that entire scene in the trailer, which I thought was great. And so it's a wonderful setup <laughs> if you were just watching the trailer. Um, yeah, but it's great. Um, let's talk about Errol Flynn, shall we?
0: Okay.
2: I mean, I mean, the man is pure charisma.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he he really is, and uh, thankfully, you know, I mean, that's why he excels so well as as Robin Hood. You've got to presume as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's dashing. He, the, 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 the 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 he can swing from a rope. He can fight with a sword. He's 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 uh, he's pure
3: adventure, isn't he? he? He personifies that type of action like Mm. period historical action hero character. I mean, he could have played (laughs) Ivanhoe could play, you know, Lancelot, anything. He plays Robin Hood. He's legendary as that. He's legendary as captain blood. He played so many like swashbuckling roles, the Seahawk and, you know, Elizabeth and Essex. Mm. You know, it's just, he's fantastic. Hard to see him in other roles. I think I've always found him a little bit like, really? When I see him in a 1940s rom-com that's set in New York or something like that. It's always like, really Errol Flynn? Is he, okay. not, is he not quite fit? Well, I don't know. It's just, because you're so he's so iconic in these big sword and you know battle scenes and films. When you see him in something quieter and he's not doing that stuff, you do think,
0: why do you have Errol Flynn?
2: <laughs> yeah, just uh, look looking at my list, I've only seen mm. him in uh, Captain Blood and, and Robin Hood. So, um but mm. I mean he's he's in The Fourth Side? What? No, what? Is he yeah, he's in the fourth side saga okay that's that's an yeah. interesting role for him okay yeah. um, in mean,
3: charge of the light Brigade is brilliant he's great in Dodge City I really like him in the Seahawk which is um one of these films that hmm. everyone sort of kind of oh yeah I think I have seen the Seahawk Seahawks fantastic uh, in fact I I would say it's probably better than Captain blood in in that oh, it's, wow it's yeah it's, it's it's a fantastic film and it's you know based on a Sort of, I mean, it's a very fictionalised version of something that happened in English history, and it's got Elizabeth I in it, played by Flora Robson. Anyway, stick to Catherine Blood*, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. And as Chris says you really can see him being born before your eyes. It's mm. like a, it's like watching him explode. And he's to think this was his first film, we come to Errol Flynn with all this baggage because we know him as Robin Hood and we know him as Captain Blood. But for people who must have seen this film, who just went along paying a dime, who's this guy? And all of a sudden he's, mm. uh, you know, I've asked my hearties he's on swinging across. And yeah, he's he's all charisma. Fair play to
2: him. He really is. <laughs> and, and and he's great. And, uh, and they really couldn't have picked... Um, anyone better to to sort of go up against him uh, than Basil Rathbone? Mm. Um, but we, I mean, mm, that accent though
3: <laughs> that that that's a big... quote unquote French accent. <laughs> it's I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not authentic, but I don't mind it. It's definitely old <laughs> Hollywood. It's old Hollywood French. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> Do you remember when we talked about um, the Pearl of Death? And we would say, you know, and they, um, he does his disguised voice at mm. one point, but then they also did they dubbed his voice at another point because it was obviously <laughs> <f***ing> Basil <laughs> Rathbone,
0: <round.
2: laughs> you know. Yeah. It's the, it's, I was reminded of that in this, you know, it was just, sort of, it was just sort of like, okay, yeah, that is battle rap. I am trying to be <laughs> French. And I mean, even looking at the trivia, he says he was miscast and I, 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 he's not miscast, his voice is miscast.
0: <laughs>
2: cause he, cause he is just, I mean, that, that scene when the two of them are lying on the bed with the, uh, lady of ill repute and you know and they're, they're you know they're having fun shooting at targets on the ceiling and then they're you know, throwing their money about and talk. that was great i mean the camaraderie and the chemistry that those two have was was wonderful but it was it was all oh, that was sticking in my ear was that voice of, of basil and and don't get me wrong i look you know i love basil rathman but it was just all mm. like
0: Ooh.
2: <laughs> it it's like a misstep there somewhere i would have just turned around and say right i'll change the script what what other accent can you do <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you as the Navy from
3: that country <laughs> English that's it <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is right he gets fourth billing in this above you know pff, blimey Guy Kippy, who's in most of the film and it's crazy because he's only in two scenes Yeah, two scenes he's in the the brothel scene and then he yep. takes a ship captive halfway through, and meets Errol Flynn on the beach, and that's it, basically. Um, so, say, yeah. but but you do remember him. He, he he's very. Mm. He plays a great pirate. He gives good pirate. Yeah. He gives good R.
2: <laughs> yeah, and also yeah, um, being uh, as good a, a swordsman as he is, then it, it, you know the, the the battle scene was was great between them two. You know, mm. the fight scene it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just—it was. I mean, yeah, as I say, just always lovely to see Basil pop up, and yeah. So I was, I was happy about that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Olivia de Havilland. My okay. word, just adorable, cute, playing that sort of uh, English rose. Actually, I, uh, uh, yes, yeah. I was, I was just about to say naive, but she's actually not naive at all. She's very yeah. on the ball in the film and uh, and a lot smarter than the vast majority of men around her as well including including captain blood cuz he right let's let's just talk about captain blood for a second as well he's got a chip on his shoulder right from the frigging beginning of this movie yeah
3: bit. especially with and her.
2: sometimes he needs to drop yes and he needs to drop it sometimes and there is a scene later in the film when he's kind of uh, bereft and he's you know stood on the galley of the the ship, and he's not sure what to do, and you know he's kind of shrouded in darkness, and um, and it's it's only at that point when you realise he's actually kind of human and not a gigantic dickhead, and so it was just it was nice to see that he could play that as well, but yeah, she's the sort of moral centre of this of this film, and mm. and she she was excellent. I've got no issues with her. She's
3: fantastic in this. Yeah, um, I I do think she does slip into damsel in distress slightly. Only because that's just—that's got to you know, be the script, though. Isn't yeah, it? no one. Yeah, of course it is. There's, it's not her fault at all. It's just that's what roles girls were getting in those days. But saying that, there's this whole subplot about the fact that she's bought him yes but she's him free and then they become friends and then he kind of makes yeah. a pass at her and she's like I thought we were friends and she's very confused yeah. and he's like oh yeah. you know I'm sorry I won't do it again and there's this little bit of tension between them both
1: I've had men tell me they had reasons for admiring me and some few have even made claims to reasons for loving me but for a man to store up reasons for resenting me how refreshing you must tell me a few of them first is reason enough you bought me <laughs> I've had no lack of experiences in my time, but to be bought and sold was a new one. And I was in no mood to thank my purchaser.
0: That I can understand.
3: She sees that he's a very intelligent man. He is very well read and he's learned and he has real potential.
2: (laughs) I thought you were going to say well hung there for a second.
3: (laughs) Your mind, I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, we can (laughs) obviously see that. It It was just
2: the way you said it. She notices he's very well... Mm -hmm. Red. <laughs> it was the paws. It was the
3: pause. Don't call him peg-leg blood for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... That's um... not
2: made out of wood. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I told you we'd get here eventually.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he goes off to be a pirate, she's very disappointed mm. because she sees it as beneath him. She, yeah. So she makes yep. it known that she's just incredibly disappointed because here was a man that she thought was better than that, even though he was a slave. Yep. When he made
1: his escape, I was thrilled and happy. That was before I knew how he would use his freedom. But are not you forgetting that a man's bitter heart may demand revenge? That is the unforgivable thing to have put his revenge above everything else and to have destroyed himself. And that's what he's done. I've seen pirates, I know their ways. Cruel, evil, greedy, plundering peaceful cities, torturing their captives.
3: So when uh, he rescues her and gets her back on the ship and they're sailing back to Port Royal, there's this real sort of tension between them both. And she's kind of, from that point on in the script, her character is just made to sit in a room until they get home, which is a bit of a shame because she's really fiery and feisty and she's got... It's mm. Like a really progressive attitude for a sixteen hundred and eighty teenage girl. So yeah, it's great. She's really good in it as well. That's true. She's, she's properly she, peaches she, and cream.
2: That's a very good way of putting it. She, but uh, saying that though, she does redeem herself uh, in that in that respect towards. In fact, at the very end of the film, yeah, when that's they play a, a a big gag on her, on a character, I guess we can spoil this film. It is old enough. Yeah. It's, but, um, yeah. Yeah, ninety. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but right at the end when they play the gag on her uncle, and it's sort of like she does sort of change that into a sort of mischievous yeah. sort of you know love love-struck teenager, which was kind of cool. I did like that.
0: Oh, oh, have
1: mercy, Your Excellency, have mercy, Arabella. Why are you here, Uncle? I have been pleading with the governor on your behalf, asking him to be as merciful as you would be cruel.
2: Uh, apart from the issues I have with the ending, that isn't one of them. Um, <laughs> we will come on to that in just a moment. Um, something, I, As I said, uh, something I mentioned earlier, uh, a reason I ended up reading uh, so much about this film and one other movie uh, is because of the music, <laughs> uh, the score. For this, for this film is epic. I, I mean, have, it's incredible.
3: I have this score on vinyl because I love it so much. It's brilliant. All wow. of Corn scores are fantastic. He did Robin Hood as well. So, yeah, he's great. Yes. He's great. Yeah.
2: I mean, that it, it must be a, like a, a eight vinyl set because the score doesn't stop <laughs> throughout the entire film. <laughs> so I mean it's it, it's but it's so bombastic and it's so full-on and it's it's wonderful it fits this film so well yeah. but there's a refrain that echoes through the film that I was like I've heard this before I'm like and and I was just sat there and I'm going right you know close my eyes and I'm going, where have I heard this before and it struck me that it's part of the back to the future theme it's that one right and so i was like right alan silvestri must have got that from captain blood for back to the future and that's how i ended i read all the trivia on captain blood i read all the trivia on back to the future and by the way if you want to sit reading for about three hours just go on the trivia section of back to the future because it's never ending and Nowhere could I see that Alan Silvestri had taken this from Captain Blood, but it just just listen for that motif in this film. It happens time and time again. I I swear, I I my my mind was blown. I was like, "Holy crap! That's Back to the Future in Captain Blood. It's incredible." Yeah, I've never noticed that before. Mm. Yeah, well, next next time you put it on, give it a listen and, and see what cool. you, see if you can I'll, spot it. Because i will probably watch it again next times. week
3: anyway. So yeah.
2: Definitely will. Well, back to the Future. <laughs> in, in between screenings of the Brighton Strangler.
3: Yes, yes, I must squeeze another screening in tonight. Actually, I haven't watched it for Strangler. Strangle! strangle. strangle. <laughs> <laughs> I must strangle you.
2: <laughs> See, what did I say? Just tap him and let him go. <laughs> oh, by the way,
3: uh, talking about patron bonuses. So, okay. Zach has transcribed the <gasps> Brighton Strangler suspense yes. episode. We have a script mm-hmm. and we're going to do some live table reads of Brighton Strangler <sighs> in are. December for Christmas just to get everyone together. It's going cool. to Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. We're going to have an eggnog, join in and you can be April, and I'll be Edward Grey. <laughs> uh, I I will. I, I as I said in the uh, in the chat
2: the other night, I'm I'm going to play the the plank that lands on his head and knocks him out. <laughs> so that's my that's the role I was born to play. Wood can't kill wood. <laughs> well, no, this is true. This is true. But uh, no, I'm more enough for that. You know, I am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but actually, thank you for reminding me. Uh, another a little aside before we go back to Captain Blood is that um we need to point out um is that this episode, um, the Cat in Blood episode, will be the very first time that our lovely listeners will be viewing our new lovely artwork for the show. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. I meant to mention it at the start, and I completely forgot, and I do apologise to the lovely artist. Our our lovely friend Camille um, Mm -hmm. has done us some new artwork and banners for all the best lines,
3: and they're amazing. They're not just amazing, they're spectacular. Spectacular, aren't they? They're yeah. they, oh, oh, mind blowing. I was so happy when I saw those. I so know. Talented. I know. Um she is absolutely incredible. We both own
2: pieces of her artwork and, and that's why I reached out to Camille and said, Because this is our, you know, our rebirth of All of Us Lions, um, how about we we, we have some new artwork? And I asked Camille if she would be I, I and I was more than happy to, you know, dole up some money for her wonderful time. Um but she did not accept it, and she produces some many wonderful pieces of artwork, and they will all end up on our social uh, pages uh, eventually. But uh, yeah, ju- must just here point out and say thank you to uh, to Millie because that's uh, it, they're they're astoundingly good.
3: Fantastic, like yeah, yeah, yeah Wait yeah, till I'm- you see them; they're amazing.
2: <laughs> well, they're listening to this; they'll be able to see it now, in their time.
3: Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <catch> them- <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes captain blood um so i mean right so di- this this was a very expensive film for warner brothers to do and it did incredibly well at the box office
3: yeah i mean so, 1935 uh, as well so the budget was what 1.2 million yeah we're in 1935 so this is just pre-war so this is during the depression yeah. So it's a lot of money. Yeah,
2: it's that's a, a good point. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So this is so hang on. So this is post World War One, mid Depression, and pre World War Two. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's happening at right the right time for a kind mm. of you know sort of ro- rollicking romp,
3: <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Bear so. in mind, right? So a film costs one point two million. People yep. assume that anything it makes over that, well, 1.5 million, oh, they make three hundred thousand profit. It's not true. So what happens is one nope. point two million is how much it costs to make. Then they send it off to theatres. And if it takes 1.2 million, then they've lost half their money because half the money goes to the theatre operators, right? So every ticket sold, yep. 50% went back to Hollywood and 50% went to the theatres. So they'd only make 600,000, which means they lost 600,000. So, so films don't break even until they get to double what their budget was. So this took 3.1 million. So that's a whacking great profit for Warner Brothers. That's a, that's a serious profit so $700,000 profit which is uh, the kind of money you can go right that guy's a star let's stick him in more of these things <laughs> hence <Yeah>. Robin Hood <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so I mean a lot of this cast are, are in Robin Hood aren't they yeah. yeah yeah so I mean this is basically uh, every
3: every actor that worked at Warner Brothers almost <laughs> yeah it's yeah 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 no think
2: about it I yeah yeah uh, how so, I mean, uh, uh, and uh, I don't even know if you know, but Robin Hood, a bigger success or? So that
3: had a $2 million budget. And how much do you reckon it took? Uh, we'll go double, four. Yes, 3.981. Oh. So, I mean, it just oh. got its budget back. So, yeah, I mean, it took more money, but it didn't make as much profit, if you know what I mean. So it took an extra million, but it cost an extra million to make. So they didn't make a ton of money on it but over the years i'm sure it's probably shuttled hundreds of millions back to warner brothers with dvd releases and blu-ray releases and absolutely absolutely and and i can imagine
2: well yeah and actually so the the robin hood's in color as well isn't it
3: Mm, yeah yeah i mean look i'm just looking at it now it took four million at the box office average ticket price was 25 cents so that is a hundred million people in the u.s alone went to see robin hood that's incredible. So that, that is incredible. What was the population of the US in 1938? <laughs> <laughs> so much Googling. I know, right? All these questions were coming up. So, uh, how, many, how many people did I say went to see it? 100 million people at that price? Yes. Yeah. So there were 129 million people in the country. So that is 75% of the country went to see The Adventures of Robin Hood. That is uh, how big a star. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <I> <laughs> Uh, 25% of the, the population at that time just were, like, horror fans. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't give a sh- to that Rob, Robin Hood.
3: <laughs> probably at war. <laughs> well, they, oh, don't, oh, why'd you have to bring it down? <laughs> they probably out of manoeuvres or something.
2: Or too old to get there. <laughs> oh, dear, why'd you have to go real? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful okay mm. so i mean there's not much more we can say about this apart from that i'm I'm gonna say right so the set pieces especially in the mm. final battle uh, are okay. stunning and and especially the the, the, the part that, i don't know why but it was just sort of like had no one ever thought of this before um or was it just for for the film was uh sticking the hot coals in the cannons mm. it was like why didn't everyone do that? What a great idea! <laughs> see,
3: I, whenever I see that, I go, "Really? If you blast them out of a cannon, they're flying through the air to to another ship. Wouldn't they cool down on the <laughs> way?" <still on> <laughs> I'm overthinking oh, it. On. Just go you, along with the adventure. Adam. You, yeah. You've
2: had it. You, you've had you've had a barbecue. How long after you finish cooking do those coals stay really hot? You know, you've got inside by that point.
3: Yeah, no, they they stay as hot as it. Need they need to stay for me to burn myself the uh-huh. next day, yeah. When I go, Is that cold? yet <laughs> no, it's not, <laughs> and then they're instantly cold after that. And you're a chef, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's worth it's worth saying. No, we should yeah. <laughs> after all the swashbuckling stuff. Um, <clears throat> Captain Blood picks up is it Lord Willoughby, played by the great Henry Stevenson? Mm. Yes, Lord Willoughby, Henry Stevenson, yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. character actor, him and Olivia Haviland. Are on board as hostages, basically. And Captain Blood yeah. says, I, I've got so much pride and I'm so pissed off that you don't love me and you're pissed off that I became a pirate. I'm going to take you back to Port Royal. And she says, well, if you do that, you'll get hung for piracy. He's like, I don't care. I'm just such a man. So he's angry and arrogant and taking her back to Port Royal all the crew are like wow we're gonna get killed should we do this and he's like look guys i'm not gonna ask you to do anything you don't want to do so if you don't want to come with me fine but this is a personal vendetta thing i have to see it through and they're like we're with you captain Blood."
1: as jeremy says you've got the right you've been with me from the first and you've been loyal and true you followed me into every tight corner men could follow another but you always got us out aye and none the poorer for it yes but on this occasion there's no gold to be got do you think it was for gold we followed you no, but I can see now I've not got the right to ask you to follow me this time. Girls, my concern, not yours.
3: And it's a good job they are, because when they get back to Port Royal, the Spanish are attacking the harbour like crazy. and Oh, is it the French, isn't it? They're bloody everywhere. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> French. the French, yeah. The yeah. French, yeah, the French, French are there and they're attacking. And Peter Blood says, what's going on here? I thought we were friends with the French. And Lord Willoughby says... Captain Blood, are you an Englishman thinking of leaving when yonder an English town is
1: being taken? Hang up Clear my deck and keep it clear. Peter, we'll take care of him. Yes, your orders. Take your hands off. Wait, lads, wait. Captain Blood, I must talk to you. Very well then, Lord Willoughby. Myself, I'd be honored to be Irish, but part of my crew's English, I was myself once too in loyalty. Of what should we be thinking? Of the chance to fight for your king. To fight for my king? Yes, he was loyal enough to send me to seek you out, to offer you pardon for your past crimes, freedom from your slavery, and more than that a commission in his own navy for you and your men. Do you hear that, Chester? The king wants us to join his navy. (laughs) Read it for yourself. Lord Willoughby, you're a guest aboard my ship. and I've still some notion left me from better days of decent behaviour. So I'll not be telling you what I think of you for making me this offer. All I'll say is I wouldn't soil my hands with it. Even though they're the hands of a thief and a pirate. But this concerns you too, my lads. What do you say to serving the king? I'd like to serve him with a rope necktie. (laughs) I'd rot before I'd serve him. I'd sink this ship with all hands before I'd serve him. It would appear then, Lord Willoughby, that my crew is still a little dubious as to the merits of his majesty's offer. However you hate the king, England is still England. And a bad king is a bad king. And a worse one if he's James. Right. James! This commission is sent by King William. William. King William? Who may King William be? <laughs> What's he king of? I'm alluding to His Majesty King William III, William of Orange, who, with Queen Mary, has come over from the Netherlands and has been ruling England the past two months or more. Yes. Do you mean they've roused themselves at home and kicked out that pimple James? Yes, and he's fled to France and is in hiding there. And England and France are at war. The English people will go so far, Captain Blood, and then they get up on their stubborn hind legs. And William sent us this commission? Yes. He knows your good men wrongfully sold into savoury. He can use good men in his navy. Faith, it's the long-winded fellow you are. Why didn't you tell us this in the first place?
3: <laughs> Basically, the French are now our enemies. And the king has sent me to ask you if you want a place in the navy to... Become like get a pardon, win a, win a pardon, and, and do a bit of heroism for your country. And they all laugh and say, "Ha ha! The king's the one who made us slaves in the first place. Why we spit on him? You know, hate King James." And he says, <laughs> "James? Why no? <laughs> it's not James. It's William. <laughs> William the Third. He overthrew yeah. James. That's why we're at war with France." And all of a sudden, Peter Blood's like,
1: "What? I've just heard a startling piece of news. King James has kicked out of England, and good King William reigns in his stead." <laughs> me this changes the shape of the world for you who are slaves with me it means that we're no longer slaves that we once more have a home and a country for you who are english it means a chance to fight for your native land for i now propose to sail into port royal and take it from the french
3: this is gonna be lit so he goes oh yeah of course
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's like, right, fam, I'm with you.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I fight for, I fight against uh, King James uh, for William. So what they do is they hoist a French flag, they sail between the two ships, and then they let the two ships have it. And then they're heroes. Yeah, that's basically how it ends. There is an ending isn't scene, I'm sure you
2: Isn't it awesome? I do love. Uh, it's like a, a what do they call it? The, the last act of a desperate man. Is that everyone on Captain Bloodship, you know, are throwing their grappling hooks over the side of the boat. They're pulling it in and they're Mm. all swinging across. And there's just, there's just one dude on the, on the, on the friendship who just suddenly appears with an axe. And he manages to chop some ro- one rope and then he gets shot. And it's just like, oh, why did you even bother?
3: <laughs> just get taken hostage, right? They're pros. Just, what are you doing, just give it up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do, there's a line that I love when he goes, oh, my God, they, these guys can fire a cannon. They must have been trained in England. <laughs>
3: Oh, our pompous arrogance! It's like you know, so four four hundred years old and we're still still like that. <laughs> oh no. What's wrong with us? I know.
2: I mean, well, literally, <laughs> well, literally, in um, an hour and twenty minutes, I've literally been saying, "Oh, the the Americans can't kick a football. We're going to kick their ass in the World <laughs> yeah. Cup." So that might come up back to bite we'll me see. on the ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Apologies to our Yank listeners. Um, but um, before before we move on, um, uh, yeah, I, I've got to I've got to come to my issues with the ending. Um, but look, I'm a pragmatist. I know this is a a pro- product of its time. It's um, a swashbuckling uh, tale that ends up with a romance, which is absolutely fine, but that ending is the epitome of cheese that had me (laughs) cringing, cringing down to my
3: little toesy toes. Are you talking about the little post-battle scene with, with her uncle? really I, yes. do you know what i've yes. never met i've never met anyone whose whose opinion of films can be so drastically diluted or negatively impacted by the smallest most silly throwaway it's <laughs> just, just like a nice little fun ending and Smokey's like well that's it it's a five <laughs> God i sing, didn't man. say
2: that do not do don't do that come on don't, oh. don't and here look it's your own fault you you decided to do this show with me it's your own fault but no look it's just it's too much It's it's too full on. No, it's not. You know, the, the whole... <laughs> it is the whole the whole no. subterfuge with with sort of the, the whole pretending bit of of oh no he's the uncle's going to meet the governor he's in the shit. and then it's just sort of like oh we all know it's right Ro- uh, I was about to say Robin Hood we all know it's Captain blood and it's just and, and then sat on the knee and then a the kiss on the cheek and a look at the camera oh, and it's like beautiful. Oh, come on oh, bring me the beautiful. vomit bucket
3: <laughs> oh you're just a... Uh... That old grouch all.
2: I just, I'm just saying, there's a better way to end that movie. To end it with, the, I, as I, the the moment I mentioned before, end it with them uh, playing the trick on the uncle, and it's you know, oh, uh, you know, kind of gruff kind of moment, and then realizing that he's not gonna die. End it on that. Don't end with the saccharine nonsense that comes afterwards.
3: What, the um, the sweet look and the way they press their cheeks together and look like, dreamily at the camera, and it's sort of like all blurry Gosh. and a little bit Vaseline on the lens? Good
1: morning, Uncle.
3: Let them have their happy ending, you miserable old Grinch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still say give them a happy ending, just not that way. That's what No, I'm
3: I know. You want a Thai massage happy ending, that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, done we all, but just not
2: in this
0: movie.
2: No, no, but as I said, look, all my gripes about this film have been rather minor. You've got to give me that, you know. Um, as I said, just a little too long, and uh, yeah, that ending needs uh, altering.
3: <laughs> cool. I'm sure they'll listen to you. <laughs>
2: I could do an awesome director's cut of this. I really could, oh,
3: Adam. You could. Sometimes
2: you, <laughs> sometimes you have to realize we have differing opinions on. No,
3: this no, thing. it's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying you're a miserable old. <laughs> b- <laughs> <laughs> and that's I like possibly it. Possibly true. <laughs> I like it. I, 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 I like to cry over things like that as well. Extreme. Softy, I just, I, you know, I, I,
2: just,
3: I, think if you'd have just said, you, you cried
2: know, over the end of the devil doll. I
3: did, yeah, literally, legitimately no, no. cried over the end of the devil doll. Yeah. I know you did. Um, I, yeah, no, it's fine. You can have, you can have that if you want. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. Come on, then. Let's go
2: in there. Some, uh, a wrap up and, and a rating. Go on, cool. no. For Captain no, no, Blood. you go
3: first this time. I always do my ratings. Oh, you want me though. to go first? Yeah,
2: no okay. All right, fair enough. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great film,
3: I really enjoyed it. Um, my, uh,
2: uh my lovely little list of films I have also has my ratings on them from the. And from the first time we, we watched it, I don't know how long ago it was. It must have been a couple of years. Um, and I remember enjoying it. And then I saw my rating and it was a 7 out of 10. And so I was sort of like, okay, fair enough. And and then I watched it again. And as I said, I was a bit more critical. And there were bits that weren't for me. And there were bits that were for me. So, you know, that's what any movie should do for you, really. Um, but it's a, it's a spectacle. Um, it's got a wonderful cast. It, the score is incredible. The set pieces are wonderful. The beginning does, in my opinion, could could you could do with being shorter. I think there is a way of doing that quite easily. Um, there is a little moment. Um, sorry, there is actually a big moment in the middle that where nothing happens and it just drags a little bit. And I don't think you need to go through every crew member that deserves their money. <clears throat> Don't think that was necessary. Um, but, you know, these are all minor gripes. And then, as you know, my feelings about the ending. But what a film. I mean, this is a great film. And uh, and I thoroughly enjoy it. But because of those infractions uh, on my part, um, yeah, it's, it's getting an 8 out of 10 for me. It's still a very, very good film. And I enjoy it. And I will watch it again. I would like to see the 99-minute version. Because t- I think my rating might go up. Uh, when I see that. So, yes, it's an 8 out of 10 for me, my friend.
3: Cool. You've seen the 99-minute version. It's just that you've seen an extra 20 minutes as well. (laughs) That's cheating. (laughs) It's not wrong, though, is it? Um, Let it go. (laughs) um, I'd agree with you. I think it's an 8 out of 10. Yeah. But, um... I don't. Whoa. I don't think that is a disparaging score. I think that's an excellent score. I think no, it's I don't. A, I think if you look yeah. at it as a five, five star rating, that's that's four stars, and yeah, it's, I, I think it's just such good fun. It's. <laughs> it don't, I don't think it's the greatest film ever made, but I do think that if you want escapism and romance and heroism and action and some laughs and. You want to just be charmed and you want to look through the film as a, a film historian and a film fan and say, oh my God, this guy Kippy. Oh my God, this Donald Meek. Oh my God, this Holmes Herbert. Oh my God, this Henry Stevenson. Oh my God, look at Errol Flynn. Oh. You can look at it as a film fan. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, and, and as, as you say, as a spectacle, there's kind of nothing like it because mm. you don't. It, it's wonderful. I mean, I mean, how often did they put actual boats on the actual sea and actually blow them up? film it you know it's like yeah. a once in a lifetime thing that didn't happen and it will never happen again you wouldn't get a modern studio doing that for sure so yeah i'd love to a, see this on the big screen yeah it would be fantastic in a in a lovely restored 4k mm. absolutely yes. you know the blacks are black instead of gray because all the prints i think are a little bit washed out so it's a shame yeah. especially as it was so i don't know it paved the way because all of these kind of films have been made with Douglas Fairbanks in the Silent Era and, and they were really popular and then they kind of went out of vogue and Captain Blood brought it back, it was like the, the film that proved these big spectacle action period adventure romps could work again and then they lasted until well they're still going today, so it's a very important film that I don't think gets enough love, it's an 8 out of 10 it's a really good fun film and yeah, it's a film you'll love cracking
2: movie <laughs> yeah, it's cracking yeah, highly movie. enjoyable mm. yeah yeah, it's well worth watching. Yeah, I I love it. It's great. Uh, as I said, my gripes aside, it's, I mean, they're very minute. It's it's a wonderful film. Mm. And I thank you for bringing it to the table because I, I because sometimes I do look at my list and sort of go, oh, I've seen that. I don't need to see it again. And so I am uh, a lot of the time glad to revisit something. Mm. Um, So there we go. That was Captain Blood. And uh, what a hell of a lot of fun it is. If you haven't seen it, I, exactly. If you haven't seen it, I apologize for spoiling some of it. But yeah, go check it out. Before we leave you, uh, as usual, we must go on to what we're watching next. Uh-huh. Now, normally, I, I just give a genre or an actor to uh, to Adam, and, and he'll pick one at random for me. Um, but I, I... How do I word this? Right. I have two options for you. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll give you them both, so you can... It, it's totally on you. So, one, I have a film. And one, I have a film from a series of films. So, um, and this all has to do with your film club and your film festival. Okay, so oh, really? I will explain. Okay. So I will explain. I will explain. So a couple of weeks ago uh the film club uh, got together to watch the scarlet claw and now bearing in mind we've already done pearl of death i thought it might be time to revisit sherlock holmes mm. and uh mr watson uh dr watson i should say sorry um i thought yeah we we i think eventually we need to go through all of them so i think yeah so uh so choice number one on the table is one of the other uh uh, films from the Sherlock Holmes uh, oeuvre that, that isn't uh, Pearl of Death. But then, uh, during the film festival, you and I and various other members of the um, the festival were ended up talking about a film for quite some length, and I thought, ooh, that could be interesting to bring to this podcast. And so your choices are either a Sherlock Holmes film of your choosing, hmm. or from 1948, we go with The Big Clock. Ooh,
3: interesting," you said the big clock.
2: As soon as you said, because we like, were talking about yeah. it a lot.
3: Well, I will go with the big clock because, well, I think if we get that one done soon, it'd be a good one to finish Noir of Ember off with a rewatch of the Big Clock. Ooh. Um Yeah, Sherlock Holmes. I love to do them all. Um, I will say the quality is variable, even though I love them with my heart. I couldn't honestly sit here yeah. and argue on behalf of Terror by Night things like that. So, uh, um. <laughs> And I, I actually don't like the period Sherlock Holmes films with Bazirat huh? and Nigel Bruce. I, I prefer the Universal ones that everyone else doesn't prefer. So, right. Yeah. So, um, so I, okay. I will say the Big Clock because that is bloody brilliant, and it has a okay. it has one of those stellar star turns from Elsa Lanchester. And mm.
2: it well, I, I, I will say before last Sunday when we were discussing the Big uh, Big Clock. Um, mm. It was nailed on to be a Sherlock Holmes movie next, but when everyone started talking about that, I thought, "Ooh, there's an opportunity there to uh, to do the big clock." And mm. also, I thought uh, when this realization came to me, thought so that we'd be doing two um, Basil Rathbone films back to back, so maybe we need to spread that out a little bit. So, yeah. um, so we go to Charles Lawton instead. So, yeah, um, that,
3: that's a great film. Yeah, yeah, he's really good in that as well. And um, Ray great. As well.
2: My L- my list says I haven't. My list says I haven't seen it, but I'm something in my head says I have. Maybe I just didn't put my rating down. I'm not sure.
3: I reviewed it a long time ago on Attaboy Clarence, and mm. um, I recently did a patron episode where I put the Lux Radio Theatre version of the Big Clock on there. So it's possible that might you, be why you might have heard the radio version. It's a it's a really mm. good it's a really good film, and it's one of those films as well you're like, I swear I've seen this plot before because it's such an influential plot. It's really clever. Right, Rightio. Okay, <laughs> well, there you go. So for our next episode, it's
2: going to be The Big Clock. Amazing. Go. Love that film. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I'm glad. And, well, I mean, that was another reason I picked it because so many other people love that film as well. So I thought, well, we might as well strike while the iron's hot on that one. So, you know, well, was iron's hot is from the 40s, but there you go. Um, yeah, so there we go. The big clock coming next. Well, this Ooh. has been wonderful. It's been lovely to be back. It's been too long since we were chatting together. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I'm glad we got to do Captain Blood because I really did enjoy watching it again. So uh, thank you uh, thank you for your suggestions as always
3: my friend mm, and thank you thank you for suffering through the ending of Captain Blood uh Mahati <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget if you want right. to, if you want to give us something to read at the beginning of the next episode then send us an email at
2: allbestlines@gmail.com Well said yes Adam loves the email section so uh, please trust get them sent in Yes address them all, to, them yes, and trust them all <laughs> to me Yes. All your naughty thoughts about Adam, address them all to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my friend, this has been wonderful. Yes. So, all the best. Bye, my friend. (laughs) I wondered for a second where you were going with that. And then I thought, oh, no. It was just that split second where I thought, oh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm
3: sorry, (laughs) I'm joking. It's
2: absolutely fine, (laughs) my friend. (laughs)